Hi, my name is Ms. Poulin, and on today's episode, we will be discussing Technique 12, Right is Right, from Doug Lemov's book, Teach Like a Champion. As I provide you with information about this technique, including its characteristics and strategies for implementing it, I encourage you to think about how you can utilize this technique in your classroom. By the end of this episode, I hope that you feel like you are well-informed enough and inspired to use the right technique with your students. So what exactly is the right is right technique? According to Lemov, this technique is, quote, when you respond to answers in class, hold out for answers that are all the way right or, or all the way to your standards of rigor, end quote. All too often do we wonder why our students can't provide supporting evidence for their response in an essay or show the step-by-step process of finding the solution to a math problem. This, Lemovic argues, is because we are telling our learners that their response to a question is correct, when in reality, their answer is only partially correct. A common habit that many teachers have is what Lemov calls rounding up. Rounding up is when a teacher affirms and reiterates a student's response and then adds critical detail to provide insight or important information. While this may not seem dangerous at first, this habit takes away a student's ability to independently think of and produce more detailed answers, and it leads students to believe that they are correct, understand the material, and satisfy standards when none of these are true. Let's consider for a moment that we've asked Skylar, a first grade student, about the benefits of the sun. Her response is, the sun is good because it gives us vitamins. Many teachers would round up her answer by saying, very good Skylar, the sun is good because it gives us vitamins such as vitamin D, which helps keep our immune system strong. This response from the teacher will lead Skylar to believe that she was right and provided a full answer when in fact, she was missing critical details and information. Now you might be wondering how we should use the right is right technique if rounding up is not the way to do it. Lemov explains to us that we must hold out for the answers that are all the way right, meaning that the teacher probes students for more detail when they provide a partially right answer to a question. Think back to Schuyler's almost right response, the sun is good because it gives us vitamins. Here, the teacher should hold out for an all the way right answer by replying, good start Schuyler, can you tell me what kinds of vitamins the sun provides and why they're good for us? When Schuyler hears this response, she knows that she needs to provide more critical detail to her answer so that her answer is complete. Let's try a little practice using this strategy. I'm going to read you a quick scenario, and I want you to practice responding to the student using the strategy of holding out for all the way right. You ask your third grade class to describe the climate in the Grand Canyon. Jack exclaims, it's really hot. How might you respond while holding out for all the way right? If you said something like, thank you, Jack, can you develop your answer? Or, true, it is hot, but can you tell me more about the climate in the Grand Canyon? Then you are on the right path. Great job. Another strategy that Lemov provides us with is scripting right. To ensure that we avoid accepting partially right answers for the sake of time, 
or not knowing when to probe students for more detail, we must script both our questions and model answers so that we can provide students with a guide to answering with a full and correct response. For example, if I'm reviewing point of view with my fourth grade class, I may script this question. What should we look for to identify if a passage is written in first person? And my scripted model answer might be, we should look for words like I and we because they are only used when an author writes in first person. Now it's your turn. Consider this. You are planning a math lesson about comparing the lengths of objects for your second grade class. What is a question and model answer you might script? You might script this question. How can we tell object A is longer than object B? And this might be your model answer. We know that object A is longer than object B because the length of object A is two and a half inches more than the length of object B. Remember, you want to model answers that are all the way right so that your students have a guide to developing acceptable and fully correct responses to your questions. The strategies for implementing Right is Right that we have covered so far might seem harsh towards our students, and it's natural for us to want to avoid situations in which our learners feel their contributions are not good enough or they feel discouraged to participate altogether. Back pocket phrases are Lemov's suggestion to addressing this concern. Back pocket phrases should be simple phrases that apply to common situations that arise in our classrooms. Examples include, you are on the right path, or I like most of that. Regardless of what phrase you choose to use with your students, make sure that it is honest, simple, and guides students towards all the white way right responses. Memov states that, quote, to be effective with right is right, reply to almost right answers in a way that is appreciative and often upbeat about what's been accomplished, clear and honest about the fact that more work is needed, fast enough to allow you and the student to quickly get back to the thinking, and simple and familiar enough that you can use it with near automaticity, end quote. There are a variety of other ways that we can ensure the use of the right is right technique in our classroom. And these are a few of other things to keep in mind along the way. One, avoid letting students answer questions out of order during instruction. Two, make clear the difference between an example and a definition and do not accept a definition as a correct answer when you ask for an example or vice versa. Three, know the difference between a wrong answer and the right answer to the wrong question. Four, require students to use specific vocabulary and, techn and technical terminology so that they can solidify the details in a, in a precise manner. Today, we learned a lot about Doug Lemov's Right is Right technique from his book, Teach Like a Champion. Here are a few key points to remember as you move towards implementing this technique into your classroom. Hold out for all the way right. 
Do not tell a student their answer is correct if it is almost right. Rather, make sure that you probe students to provide answers that are complete and achieve the level of rigor you expect in your classroom. Plan and script the questions you intend to ask and write down model answers to share with your students. Set an example of the quality responses you will accept as all the way right and correct so that your students know what is expected of them. Have a few back pocket phrases for common scenarios that are honest, simple, and kind while still holding on for all the way right responses. I hope that you feel inspired and informed about the right is right technique and that you feel empowered to implement it into your classroom. Can you think of any other strategies that support the right is right technique? Let us know. In the meantime, we'll see you on our next episode. Happy teaching.